Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hello, Ash. How's it going? Hello, Greg. I'm doing very, very well. How are you tonight? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm well. Yeah, we got here in the end. <laughs> we, uh, did. we did. Again, um, a bit of a late one for us in the UK. But yeah, no, all good. Excited to be talking to our guest today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Bigfoot, which is an episode we haven't really covered for a little while. So, yeah, not properly, not properly. So tonight we are joined from Mike from Shadow of Big Red Eye. How are you, Mike? Oh, I am great, and I am loving the accents. This is, like, amazing. This is lovely. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, we're good. It's it's freezing cold in the UK at the moment. so uh, And it's um, late. Sorry about that, too. So, Mike, yeah, thanks for joining us. So, the, the big question, what got you into Bigfoot and cryptids? Oh, that, yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's one of my favorite stories to tell because um, I was not into Bigfoot at all. Um, I I got into Bigfoot um, it, watching, uh, I was working at a beach resort in Sarasota, Florida, right? And finding Bigfoot was on TV. And uh, they were like, if you want to come out with us, you know, email us and you could, you know, come out. Awesome. And I was, yeah. I was engaged at the time. I did not tell my fiance what we were doing. So I was like, this is going to be like, you know, an awesome pre-wedding, uh, you know, uh, camping trip. And this is the first time that I've ever been camping before my entire life. Wow. So, yeah, I was very like sheltered growing up, very indoorsy, very like video game related. Um, anyways, so uh about two weeks before this trip comes up and I'm getting camping gear and I'm acquiring a lot of stuff. And my fiance at the time is like, what are you doing? And I said, hun, we're going to go look for Bigfoot in North Florida. <laughs> and then uh, before the wedding, before the trip, we broke up. Uh, so I don't know if that was because of the Bigfoot trip or other reasons, but um it, it ended up, I, I had to uh, find some, I, I moved to Tampa and I got a job. I'm an EMT. I, I work, uh, work on an ambulance. Uh, okay. So I asked one of my partners, Hey, this is a weird question, but I got like a week before this trip and you're the weirdest person that I've met while I'm in Tampa. So uh, I'm just going to go for it. Do you want to go look for Bigfoot in North Florida? And he said, absolutely. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> and we are best friends to this day. Awesome. Um, so, so we go up to North Florida and um, nothing happens at all. It's uh, three nights and four days of uh, hiking and talking to witnesses and stuff, which is really cool meeting very like-minded people. Uh, but nothing happened until the last night um, when, when me and uh, my friend Jimmy, we were, we were up, we were watching a meteor shower. Uh, because living in the city of Tampa, we kind of lost uh, lost respect for the night sky, I guess, if you will. So yeah, um, so it, it was nice to be in the middle of nowhere and see that meteor shower was glorious. But um, we hear a tree knock, 
on a on a tree and and this is what bigfoot do is they knock on trees so um i was like oh man that's awesome and then i instantly thought this is somebody that put on this expedition because nothing happened so far and we paid a lot of money to come out on this thing so it's somebody out in the woods just knocking on a tree trying to get like their money's worth out of the out of you know and then about five minutes later, another knock from the complete opposite direction. And I'm like, man, these people are pretty good, right? <laughs> um, and then, um, and then, like, we were sitting there about five minutes later, uh, a, a fist size, maybe like um, a mouse size, like a laptop or a computer mouse, if you will, uh, sized rock comes uh and crashes through the canopies you hear it come down through the pine forest uh and it and it lands like 10 feet from us and i'm like absolutely not this is how horror movies start nope i'm out of here uh don't want to do it uh my buddy's like well if you want to you know sleep in the car you're more than welcome to and by the time he said that i had all my camping gear and my tent and my sleeping bag and i was just running to the car and he finally he finally talked some sense into me after being in the car for like 45 minutes it's like mike you know we could be having bigfoot activity here like they're knocking on trees they're throwing rocks this is all bigfoot stuff that they do and i was like fine 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 so went out sat by the fire and uh, over the next like 15 minutes, four more of these fist-sized rocks come and land five to 10 feet from us. Wow. Right. So I'm thinking these people are crazy. You know, they're, they're either it's a Bigfoot or a person. I'm thinking at this point, and I don't even think Bigfoot are real, but I'm thinking at this point, something's got to be, you know, there's got to be something going on because there's, you know, we need to alert the news or something because something's going on here. Um. And my buddy's like, I'm going to throw one of these rocks back at it. And I said, I don't think that's a good idea, Jimmy. Uh, because if you think about it, it's like a lose-lose situation. <laughs> either it's a person or a Bigfoot. You either have, you know, you're going to be coming out of this camping event with, with charges on you, or you're going to be coming out with a pissed off Bigfoot. And either or did not seem like a win situation to me. So, so anyways, um, he throws the rock back at it and, um, I knew it wasn't a person, uh, because a laptop sized boulder came crashing down through the canopy and landed five feet from us. Um, and it, then everything stopped. That was it. We took measurements the next day. Um, and the closest it could have been, whoever was throwing that object, that rock, was like 75 yards um no other people that we were camping with experienced anything that night um but it was enough to um uh get me uh interested in the subject enough 13 years later i'm here talking to you guys wow i mean that must be terrifying <laughs> that'd be absolutely terrifying like to think there's something like say you have a bit's person or a big foot the sudden these rocks when it first started happening these rocks coming and landing literally feet away from you like in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere that's that's that is horror movie stuff that, that's terrifying mm. yeah well even the scarier thing 
is uh, in North Florida and in Florida in general is they do have a very um, small species of monkeys that do throw rocks. So it, it could have been uh, a monkey except for that last one, that laptop sized boulder. So, so people um, in Florida, researchers in Florida have to be um, very, uh, you know, knowledgeable with species in the area because monkeys can't throw rocks. They are, you know, in central Florida. So that's that's something uh, and in North Florida. So that's something that you should be aware of, too, as a researcher in Florida. I did not know that there was wild monkeys in Florida. Mm-hmm. Fun fact for you is what happened. They were filming and uh, I think it was an Indiana Jones movie. And uh, they were on an island and they were filming with monkeys and they didn't realize the monkeys could swim. And uh, that's how we have a population of monkeys in Florida. Wow. Because of Indiana Jones. Go figure. Wow. Well, there we go. Every day's a school day. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah. Um, that just uh, that's really thrown me it. It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least at least you were you had that information to recognize that there could be something else throwing yeah. so because we we speak to a lot of people and one of the big things that comes up is you got like social media and people posting shit up sure. all the time to be fair you, um, you love the the red circles around everything. That's my favorite. Yeah, the the those red circles, and it's just like people not thinking it could be something natural. So right. for you to 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 talk about the fact that there was much, so I, if I'd gone there, I wouldn't necessarily know that there was wild monkeys. Yeah, thank thanks Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, well, and another another very interesting Florida thing is mm. peacocks. There's wild peacocks in Florida, and they sound okay. absolutely horrifying. They so if are. you're out in the middle of the night, and you hear this this horrifying sound, you don't know what a peacock sounds like. Mm, uh, that's definitely could be Bigfoot, quote unquote, related. Well, that that's good that you recognize what natural things it could be especially when you were just talking about the rocks being thrown at the fact that the monkeys could throw these rocks except for that big unless it was a gang that of them one. i suppose <laughs> yeah, with the catapult they're working yeah. all together with the catapults yeah. no but i i think it's extremely important more so than uh, a lot of other subjects that bigfoot researchers um vet their own and uh, uh he reported that the news got a hold of it and named it big red eye and that is now Sussex county's bigfoot it's kind of like the grass man or the skunk ape or or whatever have you uh other name for it we have big red eye in Sussex county new jersey wow it's funny you should say about the the red eyes because literally last night we recorded an episode talking about mothman yeah and we're, we're talking about the red eyes. How yeah. strange. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting that all these different places, especially in the US, have got their own sort of like names for, for, for the, the cryptid that's, that's around. Um, how, you say you've got the, the blurry image and you've had some mm. audio 
analyzed have you had any other experiences that maybe you haven't caught on tape or recordings that you can go oh man a i wish i had it on tape and b oh my god that's that's incredible yeah that happened in whitehall new york uh it's right on the border of of vermont uh and has a very long history of bigfoot sightings back in i think it was 1980 something there was a a huge sighting of big very famous anyways we were there uh not too long ago uh, i'd say about five years ago um and we were on this hunting road uh back in the middle of nowhere um and we didn't have any cameras we purposely brought no cameras because people say that bigfoot can see infrared and that's what our cameras emit is infrared because we film in night vision so we were like let's try something different and only bring our voice recorder and a big a big ass like spotlight i mean like we're talking two million lumen type thing like this thing is going to light up the, the night sky so um we get in there and we hear tree knocks and stuff which is a great way to start out the night you know that doesn't happen often a lot of people think when we go out bigfooting and we film and stuff things happen all the time we're sitting at like a 20 percent uh if if that you know and that's that's on a good year um but this is one of the nights one of those one of those nights <laughs> so um we hear the tree knocks and we walk in further and then we start hearing tree breaks and footfalls and we get in further and um we get to a point where the bigfoot are throwing rocks uh and over our, sh- our heads and our shoulders hitting trees behind us um and and uh breaking limbs and branches and and literally throwing them and we have this all on uh our youtube you can hear it it's six minutes of terror um and uh it was you know i i i i wish that we we did film it but at the same time i think if we did have a camera there we wouldn't have had that evidence so or had that experience so I, 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 you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad we got the audio of it. I suppose. Yeah. Looking on your on the YouTube, you seem to have gone to a lot of places. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's in, one of my things. I like to go to places. Yeah. You got like a favorite place or somewhere maybe you had sort of a bit more evidence than another place that you found. Uh, well, it, uh, the thing, the thing about um, me is um, I'm not. Uh, I am more into the outdoors and nature and seeing some really beautiful sights and stuff like that. And then you add Bigfoot and put that, that's kind of like icing on top of the cake for me. Yeah. So, so I like to go to these beautiful areas and, and people are like, Oh, where's the most beautiful place you've been and everywhere is beautiful. So I can't like the, I can't like pick a spot that's, that's more beautiful than the other. That's just like, like, like asking a person who's who's more beautiful you can't make a determination on that that's crazy I am, uh, but i mean ash just to clarify well i mean you guys both are horrific no i'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. um no but um it, if i would have to say i did backpack the great smoky mountains in uh, north carolina and tennessee and that was one of my my favorite backpacking trips, uh, not only because it's absolutely beautiful there. We were there in the spring when all the wildflowers were coming out. 
Um, and uh, it squatches anything. Um, uh, the other place I would uh, I'd love to go bigfooting uh, in is the Adirondack Mountains in New York, the uh, in upstate New York. Uh, that's uh, three million acres of absolutely nothing. Um, and you know, there's not a whole lot of Bigfoot sightings out there, but the area is so huge. It's like finding a needle in a pile of needles. It's almost impossible to, to figure out a good place to go squatching up there. And so, but it's so gorgeous. One of my favorite areas. Nice. So uh, we mentioned like different countries have the different sort of cousins of, of Bigfoot. Is there anywhere sort of international that you'd love to, to go to, to investigate Bigfoot? Yeah, well, um, it's actually not Bigfoot. It's it's more more so of um, an animal that we know existed. Uh, I would love to go to Tasmania and investigate the Tasmanian uh, tiger. That would be one of the coolest things because uh, I, I think they're still out there. Um, and for those of you that don't know the story of the Tasmanian tiger, I believe it was 1958 or so. Um, uh, the the Tasmanian tiger went extinct, and to this day there have been sightings. Uh, and there's a team out there that's currently investigating all these sightings and stuff, and they're really uh, on the ball. And I would love to join them one day. Um, but that's you know, uh, if I could pick anywhere to go bigfooting, uh, it would have to be Washington State in the in the northwest of the United States. That's a hot spot for bigfoot activity and. And that's just where where um, it'd be more uh, it'd be more unusual not to have a Bigfoot sticker on your car up that way. <laughs> so the question for me is, what do you think these creatures are? Because there there are the different variations all over the world, and we we done an episode on Yowie in Australia, yeah. uh-huh. um, and we've spoken to people about. Um, all the the different types or relations or or, or distant cousins of Bigfoot. What do you think these creatures are? Do you think they are? um, So we've we've spoken to people about them being interdimensional. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your take on it? What do you think (laughs) they are? There's another theory that they um, could be related to uh, aliens and UFOs. Um, there's another theory that they're uh, related to paranormal uh, aspects of things. Um, I am of the biological branch where I think that a Bigfoot is just kind of like a, like a squirrel, a turkey or a chipmunk or something like that, um, where they do exist the way we do that they don't have any special abilities nor can they possess any special abilities type of thing um and the reason why i think that is because the evidence that i've found i found footprints and and physical evidence of bigfoot um something that's a non-physical creature or that has uh, i don't know it's it's there's there's many questions and 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 you can get into that and that's uh, we talked about going down rabbit holes. I mean, that's a rabbit hole we can go down if you'd like, but <laughs> I'd prefer not to. <laughs> Fair enough. Obviously, Greg and I are in the UK, which is obviously pretty small country compared to obviously how big North America and the USA is. So you done any sort of looking into or research into whether we've got anything here in the UK or what what would your thoughts be on on, on that possibility? 
Well, I'm, I haven't gotten an invite from you guys yet, so I'm waiting uh, for you guys to invite me over, and then Definitely. we can definitely go look for look for the UK Sasquatch. Um, I've had heard that you guys have uh, black cat sightings over there a lot. Yeah. That's one of your main main things over there is the black cats, which intrigues me as well. Yeah, we we yeah. do have um, a wild man as well as the the um, the black cats. The black cats have been something that I've, I've, I've had. A, I've with. had a black cat sighting. Yeah, crack on. Yeah. Explain this. So I used to work mm. night shift in a in a casino, and I was working on Saturday nights. So coming home at like three in the morning or four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning, so completely dead, no other cars, and driving through a place called Burton Wood. Anyone near might have heard of Burton Wood. Anyway, it's not not off, so it's not far from the motorway. So I'm driving along, and I'm just in the head ahead of me. It's like a roundabout, and then further on, and I saw in the middle of the road. Size of a like a large dog, like a Labrador or Golden Retriever, something large dog. But it was a cat. You could clearly it walked like a cat. It didn't walk like a dog. Just in the middle of the road, as it came around the bend, so it went off the side and then into the trees on the side of the road. So I just drive along. Obviously, it's like four in the morning. So I actually pulled over a little bit further ahead just to think, what have I just seen? And then I started to get really like. It's four in the morning, there's nobody about, I'm on my own, it's pitch black, it's dark. I got a bit creeped out and I was like, I'm going, but I text my partner and said, like, remember this date and time because I just saw something and I want to remember the date and time. And I got a bit creeped out, so I just drove home. Kind of forgot about it. Um, Big Cats wasn't really something sort of on my radar. It sort of like went to bed, woke up next day, kind of think about it. A couple of months later, my brother and his, his girlfriend came round and they were on about the subject of sort of sightings and weird stuff. It just came back to me. It's like, oh, I saw something, like a big cat, large cat type thing. So look, went back through messages, found the date and time. And I just Googled big cats, Burton Wood. And there's loads, there's like three or four newspaper articles mm-hmm. in the last couple of years in that and exact same place where I had seen re- mine. Do you remember your date and time of the sighting? I'd have to go through my messages. Oh, <laughs> it's man. probably about right. five I thought years ago. Now. Me with the date and time. No, no. That's, that's awesome, I was, though. That's... I was kicking myself, though, because I've been planning to get a dash cam for probably yeah. six or so months, but never had got one. And that would have definitely would have had caught it on the dash cam. That's it. That's all kicking you myself get. So bad, so badly. Um, but yeah, so big cats in the UK, especially where I live, actually, around Chester, a place called Chester and Ellesmere Port, they seem to have a lot of big cat sightings. Mm. And I mean, there was. Like a, they were used to be kept as pets until it's about twenty years ago when it became illegal to keep them as pets. So mm. the, a lot of them got released into the wild. Yeah. So that could explain why we've got sort of a population of these sort of exotic cats. Uh, but That's pretty is, interesting. Oh, That's cool though. Yeah. So yes, we I do... saw one, but <laughs> well, I believe I saw one. At... Wait, so whilst we have big, big uh, black cats. Big cat sightings. We also have small dog sightings as well. So Ash has had also had an experience of small dogs in the middle of nowhere that should not have been seen. Um, so have you heard of um oh my god, Rendlesham, Rendlesham. Forest? Rendlesham Forest. So Rendlesham Forest had a very famous UFO incident in 1980 where um over the course of a few nights, there were um, 
military witnesses with voice recordings of this UFO that was in the woods uh, in RAF Bentwater. And in the forest, Ash went there for a visit. And during his visit, on the, well, on the way back from one of his visits, he experienced a chihuahua in the middle of nowhere. And it was literally in the middle of the road, in the middle of nowhere. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. good. Good, good. Sorry about that. That's okay. No, so Ash had experienced this chihuahua oh. in, in the middle of the road. Again, this was like three in the morning. Like these country roads, literally miles from any sort of town or village. It's just like you may expect to see a bigger dog, like a working dog. You like to be out at night, huh? Well, I was doing some investigations because where where this base was, we were doing like a sky watch and sort of panel investigations in these these uh, the former US Air Force bases. Then we sort of driving back in like two o'clock in the morning back to the campsite, and then yeah, this two hour just in the middle of the road, just don't know. But I did get that on dash cam, so yeah, that was uh, that one was captured. The aftermath of the the the, the incident about the desk. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 also have a wild man um, in the UK, which right. is is like the UK kind of Bigfoot. Um, and we've spoken to a few people that go out and investigate the wild man, which is like the UK's Bigfoot as such. Um, wild man is. That's a good question. That is a good question. We've spoken to some guys, or one particular guy, Ben, who goes out and investigates these, and um, he sort of he was been camping, and he's experienced getting out of his tent, and there's like evidence of like objects that weren't there before he went to sleep, like very Blair Witch type. Oh, kind of yeah. camping thing. So yeah, I mean, I that would be that would be enough to freak me out. And yeah. he's like, he didn't hear anything, and this this thing has put these objects close by to the tent, like arranged formation. So it couldn't have just been a natural thing. Um, but yeah, we, we, like it's it's not it's not so big in the UK, wild man. It's mm. in terms of you don't hear about it as much as like Sasquatch or Bigfoot. So yeah, we do we do have and we do we do have areas where we have um high forest density and but nothing like you guys have over in the States. We don't have like three million square miles or square kilometers of uh of forest. That that's basically the UK. So yeah. And like Florida is the size of the UK, so it's the the scheme, grand scheme of things. We are, it's very difficult for people to believe that there is an opportunity for an animal or creature to exist without it being seen on a regular basis. But I didn't realize that Florida is the size of the UK. Something like that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You can drive from the bottom of England up to the the top of England into Scotland um in what about twelve hours? No, right. Like six six. Six hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, it must yeah, it must be actually yeah, six yeah, hours. Yeah. yeah. Six hours. So you can it's you can get anywhere in a day, like literally 
anywhere in the UK yeah. in less than a yeah. day. You can just drive oh. and get there in a few hours. It's you know, yeah, very small but very densely populated. Yeah. So it's obviously yeah. there's lots, very lots of built-up areas don't really have the open like forests and parks that that America has. Which is why it creates that. Well, how can there be a Bigfoot creature if if we're so popularly den- pop- densely populated? Um, and like you're you're never normally more than an hour or two hours away from the coast, so you even right in the middle of land. So it's just what's really interesting about densely populated is is people's is uh new jersey is the most densely populated state in the u.s and we have the fourth highest bigfoot sightings uh in the country uh so you have to ask yourself why is that right um is it because we have a lot of bigfoot a lot of people or a lot of bigfoot and crazy people and we had we got all of them which is the coolest thing uh, I think there's like uh, like nine Bigfoot that live in the state of New Jersey. Wow. Small state as well, isn't it, New Jersey? It's not um, big, no. Nope. You got the Jersey Devils as well. The, That's like, in like, South Jersey. I've been looking for the famous. Jersey Devil before, yeah. yeah we, uh, we, we've been trying to find the Stanley Cup for a long time, but I've not yet found it. So <laughs> It's a hockey reference for for those of you that don't know. <laughs> super, super Bowl it's the Super Bowl British people super Bowl time. Super, super Bowl, Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite popular over here like hockey not so much no it's true <laughs> so you're you said you had a quite you were an EMT quite a, obviously a professional job a great job so what sort of and obviously you had your friend that you sort of did this with initially what about other people sort of that you work with how they sort of think of this side of the work and that's sort of professional job uh well you know, <laughs> uh I, I as much as you try to keep it separate you have to keep it separate on a professional level uh once you once you dive into the friendship level it gets kind of cool because people are really interested in that um <clears throat> and especially with when you don't talk about it for so long and people don't know that other side of you other than just the emt or just the firefighter or or you know whatever whatever job you're doing and then you you open up and be like hey you know i look for bigfoot but what's cool uh, about it now is i do bigfooting full time so I, I emt is a past past life for me and uh what i do now is is i go around to libraries and i i uh speak with um with uh, uh libraries in different parts of the country about bigfoot Wow. So you have like, um, is there quite a captive audience for that? Because I know in the UK, we've, we've over the last few years, there's become like a really big paranormal interest. So there's all the different TV programs on. Um, and obviously there's a lot of Bigfoot programs on sure. TV as well. So do you, have you found that there is a, a captive audience when you go to these different locations to talk? Um, well, you know, it, it, it depends on the location. I, I gotta be honest. I've done, um, Bigfoot presentations in pretty, uh, urban areas, um, where there have been not the best turnouts. It's been, uh, kind of more. So I've actually had a person in a very urban area, um, come and ask me, uh, where's the Bigfoot body? They want to see it. And, uh, hello. And, um, 
I was like, what Bigfoot body? We're not, um, we're not doing that thing. And then she walked out. But um, I think the best, the best is uh, going to these very rural areas. I, I have a trip coming up in Maine where I've been looking at some of these libraries, just looking at the outside of the building that I'm going to. Yeah. And it's, it's an outhouse uh, with, with, with books in it. So I'm, I'm excited uh, because that's going to bring these, uh, these people that have never talked about Bigfoot before or never experienced, uh, been able to, to um, get their experience and, and talk about their experience if they've had one. Uh, I've had so many people come to these, these library events say, hey, I've never told anybody about my Bigfoot experience, but this and this and this happened. So it's the coolest thing. Definitely. It's, um, I'd love to have something like that in the UK where people go around and talk about Bigfoot. And, well, again, and if you guys want me to come over, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you're more than welcome. You know, I, I, I'll come. It's right in itself, isn't it? It's right in itself. That <laughs> it seems like need to need to do it. We need definitely. Need no, I was looking at, so you got like the, the tour on your website with like in Georgia, Florida, Carolina. Yeah, just add the UK onto it. Why not? It's quite a full on tour. Why not just, just why add not? It? Right, UK. That sounds good. We'll make it an international tour. Oh, that sounds great. World tour. World tour. World tour. Oh man. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> have a bit too much, and you got and you're ready to start January with a kickstart with the healthy living, the cutting out of crappy foods like exercise more we have the perfect product for you we do it's a portable blender that delivers game changing technology to make smoothies shakes mixed drinks wherever you go uh it's called blend jet and they ship worldwide for free and if you use the link below in the show notes um or go on their website which we'll put the notes on as well and use the a promo code that we will issue you with. You can get 12% off and as I say, free worldwide delivery. So there's no excuse not to start 2023 with a bang. Awesome. And it is on offer on the website at the minute and you get an extra 12% off yes. with our bonus code. Yeah. And that's automatically applied at your checkout as well which if you use our link, which is cool. And it all helps to support the the podcast. So if you're going to buy a blender anyway, buy one through us, help us and get a discount as well. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess you can't really talk about Bigfoot without sort of coming on to the, the big one, the, the famous one, the Patterson Gimlin. But it's yes. the famous, famous in the creek in California. So, what's your your take on that? Yeah, the Bluff Creek of 1976, I think it was 1972. Um, but that was when the Patterson Gilman, uh, Big Patty, um, was walking through Bluff Creek in California, Northern California. Um, you know, I think it's legit. Um, the reason why I think it's legit is it hasn't been disproven yet. Um, and you can go on YouTube and there's a million and 8,000 uh, different videos that you can look up about this, this debunking and, and 
bunking the Patterson Gimlin film, I guess it would be. Yeah. I don't know if bunking is a word, but we're going to, we're going to use it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I think, you know, after watching a few of them, I think um, one of the coolest things is that like it, as, as that figure Patty moves, uh, you can see like a tumor or an abnormal growth in its thigh, which I think, you know, to put everything on top of 1967, uh, let's make a female Bigfoot costume. Let's not put a tumor growth on its thigh. I think that in itself is just too much. I'll have to recheck that out and notice that. Yeah. Yep. On its right thigh. So we, we spoke to somebody and he has taken a plaster cast model of the footprint from mm-hmm. the Creek. And he showed it to us on a podcast recording, which was quite cool. That was some time ago. Do you remember that, Ash? Mm. He was just like, "I've got this. I've got this thing. I'll, I'll get my wife to find it." And he, he pulled you want it to out. pause it real quick? I got like a bunch of them. Oh no, you. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, you carry it. We'll, we'll just wait for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, brilliant. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one that we have here is really cool. This is from Maryland. Oh wow. And as you can see, that's not a Bigfoot, but that is a large cat, as we were just talking about. It's a a Bigfoot. Yeah. And that is from Maryland, where they do not have any large cats. Or so they say. This is one of my favorites. This is from New Jersey. It was taken pretty much in my backyard, about 20 minutes from where I live. Oh. So for people listening... That is a big foot, maybe <laughs> literally. <laughs> ah, well, how can you sort of describe the sort of size of it? How how long would you say that is? Yeah, That's I can huge. take a measurement right now. It's um, exactly eleven and a half inches long by five and a half inches wide. Wow. Um, if you measure your own foot, it's a clear, uh, obviously a bare foot footprint. Um, yeah. And some of the things that you can determine that that's a Bigfoot and not a person, uh, some of the things us as researchers look for is what you call toe splay, yeah. which uh, you could see here and here. Uh, toe splay is like us as humans, we wear foots, uh, foots, uh, <laughs> Foots. We wear shoes and socks our entire lives, so our feet are kind of like this. Yeah, uh, you can see uh, clearly in this. This individual has not worn shoes or socks uh, their lives. There's a couple of other indications. There's there's uh, a good uh, transverse arch and mid parcel break on here. Um, but anyways, that's stuff we can go into if you'd like. But that's um, just some really cool. Um, that's that's and, really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And then. Uh, probably one of my favorites is from, uh, I'm not going to show you the Patterson Gimlin one because I've, you guys have already seen that. Um, this one is from Walla Walla, Washington. Holy oh, shit. And, and it's, uh, fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you oh can see God. it's, you yeah. can see, uh, as, as you look at the print kind of this way, humans don't have this mid break in their toes or in their foot. So anybody watching that, that that's watching can see this mid kind of 
a ridge that the Bigfoot have in their foot and or in their footprint, and we don't have that as humans. So where was that one from? What's that? Where was that, where was that one from? That was in Walla Walla, Washington. Actually a name. I didn't make it up. <laughs> a cool name, that. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to Bluff Creek, sort of, where we mentioned it? No, you know, I've, I've not been. The furthest uh, west I've been is Las Vegas and the Grand Canyon. Um, it's my hope to get out there kind of next year, the year after. Just got to, you know, driving out there with the gas the way it is, it's just so expensive. What? It's cheap in America compared to us. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, want to know what you guys. So your gallons are slightly different to ours, but we, um, I think we're paying, what we're paying? One pound yeah. 60 a litre. One pound 60 a litre. And there's about $2 a litre. $2 a litre. Yeah, which is per gallon. There's like six of those in a gallon. It's about twelve, twelve dollars a gallon. Holy, yeah, okay. And you we did have that sp- conversion. You did that conversion very well, but you can't. You, you couldn't do the time zone. Time zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Time, <laughs> time zone. Time zones are not my thing. Um, like I said, I need to do it where I just say, right, what is the time with you now? So I can see what time it is with me now. I was like, fuck. And I said to Ash, I said, done it again. So again. again. Only last week you did it last did it yeah, last reason, So my another question for you is found footage films. So found footage films are a big thing of mine. I'm a fan of those. I'm in all the groups on Facebook. And I watched Willow Creek, and that's a, that is quite a terrifying, yeah, um, yeah, terrifying Bigfoot sort of found footage film. What film or found footage film have you sort of watched, and you thought, well, that's actually that's going to be the most realistic interpretation, oh, if at all. If you haven't got one, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. There's not that many. Uh, because there's a new one come out called Tahoe Joe. Oh, I've not heard of that. I've not seen it yet either. I think uh, literally it's just come out. Um, and that's about Bigfoot. So I so I I think I would like Bigfoot to be a Harry in the Hendersons. I think that's kind of um the way I would like to come across a Bigfoot. But nice. um I I would probably venture to guess that it's more like the movie exists. I don't know if you've seen Exists, which is yeah. uh, very, I would not recommend watching that before going out camping. It's quite uh, the opposite of Harry and the Hendersons, really. It really, if you could have a, if there is any way to make a, like a, a mash of them, that would be what <laughs> I think Bigfoot would be. So, so take that as you may and have those horrible nightmares as you will. <laughs> so we, we've spoken to um, some documentary makers, um, several times about documentaries that they've made. And one of them is where they talk about Bigfoot and they interview um, a lady called Sue. And she believes that Bigfoot is what they are sort of like keepers of the earth. And like um, they, they look after the earth. Um, sure. 
and that they, she's had experiences where telepathy has been used to communicate between cryptids and humans uh, and saying that they're they're here to guard the earth um is that something you would subscribe to i know you mentioned the fact that they 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 could just be these things yeah i you you what's what's interesting to me about that is um you bring up the guardians of the earth and the guardians of the forest and stuff and um most if not all native american tribes in the united states have this guardian of the forest as a bigfoot type creature um, when you go to telepathy, that's a whole different kind of subject that I don't kind of get into or involved with too much because that's on my verge of uh, not biological things. Cool. But uh, when it does come to the keepers of the forest, I think um, there's um, a, a Bigfoot legend up here in the Lene Lenape called the Missing who is the the guardian of the forest. And if, if you um, uh, hunt with bad ethics, or if you are disruptive to the forest and cut down trees that you don't need to, um, the missing or Bigfoot will will come and, and it'll give you a drought, the, the whole the whole tribe a drought and stuff. Or it'll come in and and the disruptive children of the tribe will come and scare them when they go out in the woods and stuff. So there's there's a whole whole different um, uh, different beliefs in the in the Bigfoot uh category but i i think it's it's super important that that's where kind of if anybody were to know what bigfoot are and who bigfoot are i think it would be the native americans cool there's there's quite a lot of these legends especially even in other countries like when we did the yowie episode it's similar there where it's like the the native australians hundreds of years ago sort of described the same sort of creatures as they were in north america where there's, there's no way that they could have like, communicated with each other, yet they both sort of have the same legends, which is makes and it more... What, what, what's even, uh, you take the Native American uh, to another level, and those Native American tribes didn't communicate with each other. However, they all had a story of an eight-foot-tall bipedal hominid roaming around the woods. That, to me, if that doesn't, you know, if that's not fact right there, then I don't know what is. I think sometimes you need to look into the past um, and see, like you just mentioned, these different tribes, different peoples from around the world having similar experiences. And it's not like now where you could just Google it and see that yeah. it's happening. They just they, they did not know it. It's very siloed and they and all have when, that. You know, when they when they did get together and were able to communicate with each other, it was kind of like, Hey, I want your stuff. I'll give you some of my stuff, type of thing. It's not like, hey, did you see that big guy in the woods the other day? You know, it was more kind of, uh, you know, let's let's do this trade type thing instead of telling telling folklores and stories. Exactly. Of, yeah. Of so, and I mean, you you've got similar things where you look at ancient um, monuments and all over the world that there's these like pyramid type structures that people have been building. It's like well how are they all so similar when they're so far apart? So these kind of stories, it, it makes you wonder. And like you say, it kind of legitimizes it because there was no internet. There was no TV. There's no way they could have found out apart from talking to each other 
and like you say the first conversations were oh let's trade these these things for these yeah. not not oh there's do you have this strange thing walking around the woods <laughs> right and they go what do you mean that'd be even freakier if they hadn't seen it <laughs> <laughs> if they say no <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Greg mentioned films. I want to briefly just touch on sort of TV shows. There's a lot of Bigfoot TV shows, Finding Bigfoot, Exorcism Big, Bigfoot, on the trail of Bigfoot, and so on. On like Discovery Channel, History Channel, Travel Channel, all these places. These shows give an accurate portrayal of A, what Bigfoot is, and B, what it's like out on investigations. You guys have Bigfoot shows over there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we I have all the that. American yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I think uh, it's really, uh, some of the shows are really good. Most of them are terrible, uh, which is why I decided to make my show in the shadow of Big Red Eye. Um, I've had a history in, in video editing. And I, after my first Bigfoot encounter back in Florida, um, I really got into watching all the shows on TV. And then I, I started going out with my friends and we started doing our own research expeditions and stuff. And, and what I found was what they portray on TV is totally the opposite of what Bigfoot ex expeditions truly are. So what I wanted to do is make my own show and say, hey, this is what they truly are. This is what Bigfooting really is. Um, and I think I did a pretty good job. Everybody seems to enjoy the show. Um, some of the shows that I really do uh, enjoy on TV are uh, Les Stroud's Survivor Man Bigfoot. That's one of my favorite uh, episodes that, that uh, kind of uh, uh, series that he's done is the Bigfoot episodes. Well, I mean, obviously, when it's obviously on TV, you gotta, they do have to get pressure, I guess, from the production companies to of course. Yeah. get it entertaining and stuff. And also that comes across. So I think. I can't remember sure it was where they it's like a game show and it was like split into pairs and whichever pair gets the best evidence they get voted off each oh, week. And the winning one gets oh. like a hundred thousand pounds. Bigfoot bounty. Yes, Ten thousand so dollar Bigfoot yeah. bounty, I think it was. Yeah. That's a crazy show too. That was that was interesting. So I had the guy that said he'd shot and killed the Bigfoot. Yeah. He, he became a bit of popular in his own right, didn't he? Because of that, obviously that claim of shooting yeah yeah, yeah. rick Breyer. he yeah. he um he I, I don't even like to say his name because he's been you know uh a big hoaxer in the field but um yeah he he uh he said he shot a bigfoot and then embellished it a whole lot and then went on tour with the thing i believe uh a body of something or another i don't know it's crazy I, mean, I guess that's i mean we've all sort of aspects of the paranormal and stuff is the people that the hoaxers the grifters the you obviously get create a story. Oh, I can sell a book. I can make a TV movie out of this, and so it's hard to obviously separate sort of the real from the from the fake on that side of stuff. Because because especially when it is, there's no probably actual scientific evidence. It's hard to sort of pin it down. Well, I think that's the coolest part about it is because uh, there is no side. There is no right way of doing things. That's mm -hmm. a, that's the best. The best thing about Bigfoot is there's no right or wrong way of doing it. I have my ways that I like to go and investigate because that's the ways that I've found that it worked for me. 
um other ways that other people do it i've tried and just don't don't work i mean it's nothing bad against that but it's just they, they don't work for me just kind of like the uh the biological bigfoot theory is that's the reason why i think they're biological is that's the re you know the evidence that i've found uh but i think it's it's super um you know it's super cool to be able to go out and just be able to anybody just being able to go out and do investigations is just you know stupendous is there anything sort of official government sort of line on Bitcoin? Is there any sort of like official government sort of stance or involvement on bigfoot anywhere no, nothing very silent um i think um i don't get into government conspiracies that's not my thing um However, I will say that the, the United States government uh, did release uh, the UAP phenomenon thing not yeah. too long ago. Um, and I think that may be kind of a soft release for, hey, you got a thousand pound bipedal hominid that's in your backwoods somewhere. So um, that very well could be. Um, I think if Bigfoot, if, and I say if, because I don't know if Bigfoot's out there, I've never seen one. Uh, so I don't know. I'm sitting at 70% that they're even real, which people, I, I say that to people and they think I'm crazy because I've devoted my life to this. Um, but if if they are real, I think within the next year or two, with all the technology that's coming out with the thermal drones and stuff like that, that's how we're going to be able to capture evidence of a Bigfoot through a thermal drone, 100%. Cool, cool. So... Where can our listeners find your website, information about your tour, and your YouTube channel? Yeah, it's uh, it's very simple, shadowofredeye.com. You can find everything on that. Uh, that's my webpage. Um, YouTube is at shadowofredeye, and so is my Instagram. Uh, you just saw our Instagram person back there. She does an amazing <laughs> job. Um, and we have our Facebook is in the shadow of Big Red Eye. Um, and our YouTube is, like I said, at Shadow of Red Eye. That's kind of our bread and butter of what we do. Amazing. Well, thanks, Mike, for sticking through all the tech issues and uh, yeah. <laughs> taking the time to come and chat to us tonight. No, I, hey, I'm glad I'm glad I stuck through it because this was a great interview. I had a great time tonight. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And sorry about the time zone issue. <laughs> no worries. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.